Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Just about 8.18 and this impeachment question will come to the fore tomorrow. Uh, it might be confusing looking in just casually. You might think that uh, somehow this week we're going to find out for sure whether President Park Geun-hye will be impeached or not. That is not the situation. Uh, even if lawmakers reach a two-thirds majority in the 300-seat National Assembly tomorrow, that will then kick the question down to the constitutional court which will make a final decision but certainly public pressure would be on that court if indeed this motion gets passed tomorrow. The thing is it requires at least 28 ruling party rebels effectively to go against the official party policy and Professor Kim Ki-chung from Korea University Law School joins us on the line to weigh up that possibility. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, Let's first deal with President Puck's willingness to face up to uh, the impeachment process. She had a meeting instead of giving a further public address this week, which had been maybe expected. And uh, what came out of that with ruling party leaders, allies of hers, was that um, she is prepared to go forward and face the constitutional court rather than stepping down. Does that suggest she has some hope of being found innocent? Uh, it, it, it looks like uh, that's what she's relying on at this she offered to resign, although uh, the precise terms were left to the parliament to decide. Um, but that, that offer was not taken up, and she felt that perhaps she felt that uh, the, the offer to resign could no longer work. So she perhaps decided to stick to her ground. Mm. What about this impeachment vote itself? Is it likely that uh, we will see a two-thirds majority, because it's been very challenging to know just exactly how many ruling party lawmakers will agree to pass the motion. Um, well, first of all, I, I find it very um, deplorable that the, 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 the whole affair has this air of guesswork, uh, almost it feels like gambling and we don't know precisely who will vote how. Um, mm. But um, uh, it seems that the, the, the overwhelming uh, uh, pressure from the, the, the people is certainly uh, uh, forcing uh, 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 some members of the ruling party to, to vote in favor of the impeachment. But at least that's what the what you called rebels of the ruling party leader uh, is now claiming. Uh, he said that uh, he feels confident that a sufficient number of his rebel, so-called rebel groups yeah. are going to vote. I mean, I, I call them rebels because this other <laughs> description of them as being non-park doesn't oh, necessarily do it justice at the moment. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, the other thing is... Uh, of course, this would create a whole new dynamic for the ruling party going forward, probably under a new title. So its future is also at stake this week. On the other hand, the main opposition are keen to oust the president, it seems to me, whether she's guilty or not. Do you find it also lamentable that, uh, that politics is coming ahead of justice? Um, I think this question is essentially a political question rather than a judicial question. 
Um, President Park, it seems, uh, has lost people's confidence, at least the overwhelming majority of people no longer feel that she should be there. So right. th- in my view, is essentially a political question. And in my view, it is perhaps more important to the ruling party's future rather than the opposition party's future. Uh, because if President Park stays on and lingers around, that will deal a very, very severe blow to the ruling party's position and the conservative sector of uh, the Korean political scene. Yes, yes, I, I agreed. And if the opposition makes the right political moves, uh, regardless of the outcome this Friday, it should, in theory, be able to energise some momentum in its favour in any snap election that would presumably then follow after the president's resignation. Right. I think the impeachment motion is not the end. It's only the beginning. So whether the motion gets passed or rejected, uh, the, the political scene will heat up even more afterwards. Yeah. Well, one way or another, it looks like the president's going to be going in April or before then. I mean, that that's the situation that even the loyalists in the ruling party seem to have accepted. Um, the other question, though, about the prospects for this motion tomorrow are, the, you know, whether ruling party lawmakers will get behind that Sewol mention. Uh, a few of them have raised concerns about it, but, but they've also been keen to say, well, this is not going to be the decisive factor. So some Senori party lawmakers seem like they will back the motion, even if it does include question marks about what the president did on the day of the Sewol tragedy. But surely there will be a few who will question that and whether it should be mentioned. I think uh, from from lawyers' point of view, um, that several uh, incident and seven hours of unaccountable absence is very insignificant, in my view, for constitutional court judges. There are a very, very long list of numerous other far more uh, significant uh, wrongdoings or violations. So... From lawyers' point of view, that's very insignificant. It could be there, or you could just delete it. Yeah. But that has a very, very um, explosive emotional and political uh, significance. Exactly. So uh, for the remaining, you know, a day or so, uh, the ruling party and the opposition parties uh, will be trying to... um, find some kind of fine balancing point, whether to remove it or whether to slightly alter it in, in, in the hope to winning a little bit more votes. Well, I mean, th- this is the thing. We, we uh, saw it come up repeatedly during the hearing yesterday. They were asking uh, the former chief of staff, Kim Ki-chun, not to be confused with your own name, uh, Kim Ki-chung, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, they, were, they were repeatedly probing Kim Ki-chun about those seven hours. And I, I don't know, I mean, as a legal expert yourself, is there much value in this kind of parliamentary hearing ahead of an actual independent investigation? I think parliamentary hearing is essentially political process and lawmakers were trying to uh, maximize the political impact um, by uh, reminding this this uh, terrible accident incident and then reminding the the mind-boggling incompetence or just bizarre uh, absence. Um, so obviously Kim Ki-chun and various uh, government officials were denying or constantly dodging the question, but that perhaps had a little bit 
viewers, uh, pe- uh, people's outrage. Yes. So, um, this this Sewell thing may be the one area of uncertainty. Uh, and, and just to conclude on that point, I, I wanted to ask you, because it's something I speculated on earlier in the show, whether or not, and, and I think you've more or less answered this, but I just want to conclude it, um, whether or not the president would be in trouble with the Constitutional Court if it was found out that, uh, you know, let's say she spent seven hours having her hair done and cosmetic surgery. Can a case be billed against her that that would suggest that she'd somehow avoided her duties as president and that would be enough to impeach? Um, Obviously, that, that is very, very severe, serious neglect of duty. And that could uh, certainly uh, form part of the grounds to uh, find uh, uh, against her. But I, I think that there are many other other violations, alleged violations. So it, it could only be one of the grounds. Yeah. I don't think constitutional court judges will uh, lay that much emphasis on that point. Well, and finally, Professor Kim, you, you use that word there, alleged, and it's something that we talked about on yesterday's show. I mean, President Park may well be guilty of everything and even more than we're aware of. And, and in that case, of course... Uh, the public has every right to be angry uh, and to demand a new president. But at the moment, these are still allegations. As a legal expert, are you concerned about the way in which that word alleged and these words like claim are increasingly being dropped and we're talking about these things as if they, as if they happened based on newspaper reports? Uh, not, not too much because we are not talking about criminal proceedings and the rights of a defendant in a criminal procedure. Mm. Uh, in the criminal procedure, yes, we should be mindful of the protection uh, or the rights of the defendant and, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Yes. But that's an entirely different issue. What we are concerned with now is a political process and constitutional court proceedings are not criminal proceedings. So there is no room to talk about innocent until proven guilty. That's not the, the situation. That's entirely... But, but is it fair to make claims that could be completely unfounded on, uh, based on an anonymous source? Oh, that is obviously not acceptable, but various claims are being put forward, produced, and Parliament prepared this impeachment motion, and the the allegations included in that motion, if motion gets passed, will be uh, put before the constitutional Well, hopefully the truth will emerge one way or the other. It's really interesting to hear you make that distinction as well. Professor Kim Ki-chang from Korea University Law School, thank you. Thank you.